Welcome to the e-commerce lab by EcomC. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of the Commerce Lab of Questions and Answers. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, CEO and founder of Ecomsi. And today we're going to be answering some of the questions that we've been receiving uh, through our community, email, and also our training sessions with our clients. Uh, please remember to like, share, and subscribe if you like this content. And remember, we are also dropping on a weekly basis two new episodes on our YouTube and podcast uh, channels. We actually also start streaming uh, on Twitch. If for some of you that are gamers out there that use that platform, we're also going to be uh, available in term in terms of all episodes. Um, in terms of content, just to refresh everybody that's joining and maybe is new to the community, we're going to be doing on Tuesday this uh, live session at 5 p.m. GMT for questions and answers. On Mondays, we're also going to be dropping always an uh, episode with an expert of a in, in specific field. We also try to bring people around a PPC, listing, bringing traffic from side of Amazon, also entrepreneurship, business, anything that we can, uh, of course, find that can be beneficial for you. Then on Wednesdays, we also launch an episode where I'm going to be, most of the time, my case uh, is going to be me explaining things around PPC strategies, listing optimization, or anything around Amazon that I feel it can be beneficial for you in terms of more the technical side of things. And then on Thursdays, we're also going to be doing our live sessions uh, at 5 p.m. every Thursday, but for the Spanish community that we have out there, okay? So let's start bringing some of the questions to the table. I'm going to start answering uh, as many questions as possible and also from the questions we receive from all the platforms we are currently live, okay? So I'm going to start bringing some of the questions and let's get started with today's questions and answer sessions, okay? So the first question of the day is, has Amazon enabled the EFF, EFN, sorry, program for Amazon UK sellers? Yes. So the EFN program actually started to be effective this month. So what basically means you can have all your inventory in Amazon uh, UK and you can sell on different channels in terms of Amazon Europe. And the good thing is that Amazon is going to deal with everything that has to do with the taxes. Uh, actually, I covered this topic with the episode I dropped yesterday with Nick Panev from HelloTax. Have a look at them and also check out HelloTax, which is a very good service provider for everything that has to do with taxes in Europe. And we're actually discussing this specific topic that this is going to be big for some uh, UK sellers that want to start expanding into Europe without having the complication of doing everything with VAT right now in terms of having inventory in those countries. So if you activate this program, you can start selling from your pool of inventory in UK, as long as the product doesn't cost, I believe between, I think it's $120 or something like that. It's not exactly that that the amount, but it's around that. 
120, 130 dollars. As long as the amount is less than that, you can do it. And of course, the only disadvantage is that the unit needs to ship from UK, so you have long, longest uh, shipping times compared to people in those marketplaces. But that's an option right now that Amos is bringing to the table for uh, UK sellers that are dealing with the Brexit situation. Okay. So, um, good. We have somebody in the comment. Hello. Uh, let's see. Actually, this is not a question. Just say hi. Hello, man. How you doing? Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Feel free to ask any questions uh, regarding Amazon. We are here to, of course, support you uh, as much as possible. Okay. Thank you for saying hi. Let's bring another question to the table. Uh, does Amazon send reviews requests to customers automatically without me requesting the review button or, or setting an automatization? Yes. So actually, when you go about asking for a review, you're going to see that Amazon is going to uh, give you the option straight away. Uh, I mean, it's not going to give you the option. Sorry, it's going to mention that they have done that already for you, right? So they're going to say, you want to send another request for review? Most people, of course, is going to say yes, because why you wouldn't? But yes, Amazon already sent one. So always, anyway, even if Amazon sends one, send the second one, because that is going to improve your uh, chances of, of converting more the reviews of each of the sales that you make. And also make sure if you want, instead of using the automated button from Amazon, you can use a, a, a software that you can actually customize more the message. And the good thing of that is that you can bring a better experience to your customers because maybe in the message you want to uh, include some specific sentences or some specific type of branding that is very unique to your type of product or niche. So if you want to do that, there is a tool that Helium 10 uh, provides, which is follow-up. And you can set up an automatization. And in fact, they actually have just rolled out in the co last couple of weeks a, a new system that actually has a complete funnel built up. And you can design the funnel of how to follow up with customer based on different objectives. So check it out. And if you want to use also our discount in the description, you should be getting 50% in your first month with Helium Time. OK, great question. Let's bring the next question to the table. Uh, do you do you do negative async and negative exadun auto campaigns based on the number of clicks? Yes, um, this is a very controversial topic because we have found that sometimes it can be beneficial, sometimes it might not. So let me bring you both the scenarios so you can have an understanding of what I, what I mean by this. So what happens is that if let's say you launch your automatic campaigns and you start adding a lot of negative keywords from day one, some people find it beneficial because it's more clean. And from day one, you know that your campaigns that are doing manual targeting are not being overlapping with automatic campaigns. The downside of that is that you might never discover that an automatic campaign actually might perform better than a manual campaign. There are some scenarios that a specific keyword on a specific placement, it becomes more efficient on an automatic campaign compared to a manual campaign. Actually, sometimes we get even cheaper uh, close per clicks. Um, we even get better conversions. Uh, it's more efficient overall. So it's very difficult to know this if you negate the keyword from day one and the automatic campaign doesn't even test for the keyword. So what I would advise is that the first few few weeks, you try to keep your automatic campaigns without any negative keyword or ASIM. 
And of course, the only ones you might consider adding from day one are things such as a competitor brand. So maybe very generic terms that you know your product is going to keep showing. Like, let's say, for example, you are selling um, some kind of specific dog toy, right? And when people look for that specific dog toy, they're looking for a specific feature that maybe you don't, you don't have, and that keyword reflect that feature. So you want to make sure you remove that keyword from day one, because otherwise you're going to uh, burn some budget with that, right? So that's an example. But yeah, realistically, you want to keep it running for a few weeks, uh, get the data, and then start negating. And based on the metrics, of course, if you find keywords that have 40, 50 clips without any performance, you want to start negating those. Uh, before negating, though, if the keyword is super relevant, let's say you're selling a water bottle and water bottle has 60 clicks and has no sales, you don't want to negate that keyword because that keyword still is significantly uh, related to your product and has high uh, efficiency that may in terms of long-term performance, right? Because that keyword for sure is not performing right now because on water bottle, you need thousands of reviews and you need a very strong offer. But you don't know in the long term if that might be the case. So because of that, you want to instead play with the bids, lower the bids to a point that you don't spend a, lot, a ton of money, but still giving the signal to Amazon that you still want to be related to that keyword and not negate Okay, so hopefully that answered the questions. If not, feel free to, of course, uh, let me know, okay? In the comments or of, uh, send me an email to our team. Great, um, let's see which other question we got in here. I tried to change my pro category, but it doesn't seem to change or say, what uh, do I do? Yes, uh, sometimes you might encounter each issues uh, when trying to change the category of your product. So let's say you try to change the category uh, manually just by going to Amazon, as we most people do, try to change the category, save it, and change doesn't go through. The next trial is try to raise a case with Amazon. And when you are trying to change uh, the category and raising the case, Amazon is going to give you an option of what do you want to change. You're going to select change the category, and you're going to mention which is the category you want to change. If you raise the case and that, for some reason, still doesn't work, because sometimes it might not, the next and final solution we start implementing what, what is called flat files. So if you use a flat file, you can actually overwrite what is called the back end of your listing. And of course, most people try to not go that route uh, from day one because it's very complicated. I mean, it's not complicated, it's just overwhelming. It's an Excel file, you know, typical old school, a lot of columns, a lot of data. People might get scared that they might touch something that might, uh, you know, give a negative effect to the listing and because of that they try to do it on the more uh, easy way which is doing the using the amazon interface and then is a seller support if that doesn't work then for sure try the uh, up, uh, uploading a flat file and we have seen that uh, most of the time fixing the issue okay let's see which other question we're going here when you see amazon selling your product use with minor defect what does it mean and do you get paid the same? Yes, this is usually what happens is that, I mean, we all know that um, in Amazon, a lot of people return the products, they buy it and they return it. And when they return it, they are assessed by the Amazon team. And based on the quality of the assessment, they might decide if that unit actually can be resold or not. So there is an option on your Amazon Seller Central account, and I would advise you, you check that out, which is basically, 
a feature that is going to allow you to basically uh, define if you want Amazon to put this inventory back into into your listing or you want those units to be uh, sent back to you. Most of the time with our clients, we try to send all the units back to us because the reality is that the assessment and the criteria that Amazon might think to consider if a product can be resellable or not, sometimes it's weak. I mean, you might find products that are very in bad conditions with the packaging broken or polybag broken of the product inside or missing instructions and they still resell it and this can be something that can give you negative reviews so we try to from day one if the brand owner agrees with that remove that option and also let's say you don't agree to that functionality and you have the option that amazon put the products back in, in stock that is usually what you, when you see the product being advertised as a new a sold as new or packaging missing or things like that and amazon actually decides the pricing so most of the time it's not going to be the price as you're selling the price for and then as the sale is effectuated you get the the basically the revenue that amazon basically defined for you so that's why you don't have a lot of control if you can just activate the option so you get all the units and everything back to you okay great question thank you for bringing that um we have another question here i think this question is related to ppc what are the best campaigns for new launch asins yeah for new launch asins actually i have touched this on a couple of videos in terms of ppc and also discussing this with some of the experts we bring to the table on previous episodes. So usually what we try to do here is try to be as specific as possible and also focus on the cures that might be not as expensive for you from day one. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to identify what are the long tail keywords for your product, right? The reason why you want to do this is that most of the time these long-term keywords first of all is going to be very accurate in terms of what is your audience in terms of your niche your avatar second of all it's going to be much cheaper and the third most important point is that people don't understand that by selling on these long-term keywords actually you're also benefiting in terms of rank use towards your main keyword so don't think that let's say you're sending a water bottle um you're selling you're advertising on long tail cures, such as the example I always put, like water bottle for people like like to do hiking, or people a water bottle for people that do exercise. These are long tail keywords, but even if you make sales on these keywords that have less traffic and less competition, you're still gonna have attribution in terms of ranking towards the main keyword, which is water bottle. Of course, the rank is gonna be slower, the effect is gonna be slower, but you're still gonna be positioned there on a more efficient way, right? So let's say you define these keywords. You wanna have you wanna have maximum between 15, 20 of these keywords on an exact campaign targeting uh, these long-term keywords, right? Then you wanna create an automatic campaign, right? And this automatic campaign, we're not gonna add any type of negative keywords because we wanna use it as a discovery tool. Then you wanna have a product targeting campaign. Usually on this product targeting campaign, if you're objective is to drive brand awareness and traffic you want to go for the best sellers right because those are the ones getting the most uh, eyeballs in amazon right now the, the ones selling the most in terms of your compet competitors if you're focusing more on efficiency which in the beginning 
in the beginning stages that, that shouldn't be the objective, then you want to focus on competitors that maybe you have a lower price, uh, maybe you have a better design, things like that. Then you also want to have a phrase and broad, right? And this phrase and broad, you're going to use short tail keywords. And these short tail keywords, you're also going to use them as discovery campaigns. Basically, these are going to be used to also discover more long tail keywords that we can potentially also move into the exact campaign. And basically, you're going to end up with around one discovery campaign for a broad and phrase. You have two, keywords, uh, two campaigns here. Then you have a product campaign, then you, which is three. Then you have automatic, which is four. And then you have final one, which is exact for your long-term campaigns. This is just for the initial weeks. Then as you start evolving, of course, you're going to start adding more campaigns based on, on your objectives um, um, and also your budget, for sure. I mean, if you have a bigger budget, I will just um, keep adding campaigns in terms of strategies. You can also add video campaigns. You can go broader and start doing sponsor displays because maybe you have the budget to start burning some traffic in terms of uh, these new campaigns, even if you don't have the data. It all depends on your budget at the end of the day, okay? We also have why I'm getting sales banner reviews on new products. Yeah, so this one, of course, um, is a big thing. I mean, we have seen people coming to us, they say, oh, I'm making this amount of sales, but people keep not leaving reviews. So they, there are a series of points that you should consider, right? The number one point, it depends on the type of product. If you're selling a product that is going to last the customer maybe, I don't know, 30, 45 days for them to experience it, like a, maybe it's a supplement, a, cr a cream, a makeup, things like that, that people need to use it for a long period of time to see the benefit, people is not going to leave the review on, on the first week or so. So it might be that your product, if it's within that category, the reviews are just delayed. I mean, they are going to eventually come if people is happy with that type of products. The second scenario is products that, of course, within the first week, they like uh, the product or they can definitely decide they want to leave a review and share the experience. But you need to consider that there is a math in involved on this process in terms of conversions. I mean, realistically, we are seeing that if you don't do anything at all, you're going to see a 2-3% conversion rate for reviews. That means you need 100 sales to get 2-3 reviews organically. And if you start doing maybe follow-ups and things like that, these 2-3% maybe can jump to 6%, but still very low. So that's why it's all about volume. So if you're going to get more reviews, it's all about the volume of sales you're generating. If you just made 10 sales, it's very difficult to expect to already have four or five reviews because the math is just not there in terms of conversion. So take that into consideration. And also ways to tackle this. There's Amazon Vine. If you have your brand raised, use that. You get 30 reviews. It might be a bit expensive because you need to give your products away and register it, but it's totally worth it. I mean, if your product is very good in terms of quality and features, their reviews, they're going to leave, they're going to help you a lot because Amazon Vine, most of the time people leave images, videos, and very detailed lifestyle situations that helps a lot with conversions, especially if there is a specific niche and specific utility. Yeah. Next question, do you recommend using display ads? Yes, display ads is very important. I mean, 
I will say, of course, maybe not from day one because it's always going to depend on your budget, but display ads has a huge potential, especially now that you can target audiences and behavior-related audiences, like people that have seen uh, similar products, people that have purchased similar products, people that have seen my product, uh, product targeting with display ads. I mean, it's very powerful. So I would advise always have a mixture of display ads in your ads. Um, but again, the priority is always going to be sponsored products. That's the one that's going to give you the resource the fastest. And then if you have any extra uh, a budget to use for your PPC, start exploring for sure anything that is involves a sponsor brands and display ads. Because if you know how to integrate those efficiently with your sponsor pro displays, we have seen a significant increase in, in sales and conversions. Okay. We have another question. Have you found that using coupons helps with sales? Yes. Actually, coupons is very funny. At the beginning, I had the belief that coupons were not very efficient and made your products seem like uh, cheap, right? But after having a discussion, actually being on one of the events from Danny McMillan seller session, which I would definitely recommend everybody in the UK or Europe to go to that event, or even USA if you if you can. There was Casey Goss from Viral Lunch, and which actually right now he's the VP from Trasio. And he was mentioning how coupons plays a big role nowadays into launch strategies. We were talking, I mean, he was discussing how using big discounts, like 40, 50%. Of course, they're gonna lose your money on the front end, but there's no the snowball effect that it generates on your listing is king in terms of that extra traffic and extra sales you get is gonna boost your ranking significantly faster than uh, other methods that currently we're exploring into launching products so i would say using big coupons is a big thing so instead of maybe doing the typical uh, rebates that for sure you, you shouldn't be doing anymore because it's not allowed try to now implement using coupons on your launch strategies. Launch with a 40, 50% coupon. I know it sounds crazy because you're gonna lose a lot of uh, money at the beginning, but for sure it's gonna give you a much better result in the long term because you need to remember that the traffic is within Amazon already. The conversion is gonna be much higher and the attribution we have seen in terms of ranking is very powerful. So try to combine that maybe with our strategies, of course, not just that, PPC, influencer marketing, bringing traffic from blogging, things like that. But coupons are a big thing in terms of helping those initial weeks to get that extra traffic at all costs and sales to help with the long-term positioning of your product, okay? We have this question that mentions, where can I find the subject matter on my listing? Yes, uh, the subject matter is not available on a lot of categories. So I'm pretty sure a lot of you maybe uh, have seen videos where in terms of listing optimization, or oh, I want to optimize my listing and then they explain, oh, you should be using all these subject uh, matters and you go to your Amazon account, you try to edit the listing and you don't find it. So there are ways around that. I mean, uh, Helium 10 just uh, rolled out a um, listing optimization tool and actually allows you to overwrite on the back end the subject matter. So we have been using that with some of our clients and it's very powerful. I mean, you can use maybe keywords that you are not using on your listing. 
uh, that you are missing or maybe repeat some of the main keywords for your product if you want to give extra use in terms of that. And we have seen helping a lot. So explore that option, uh, use Helium 10, the listing optimization. And on the subject matter, first try to cover any keywords that maybe you haven't covered, like misspellings, Spanish keywords, things like that, for example, in USA. And if you have left with nothing, of course, repeat your main keywords that are for sure the main ones for your product. And we have seen that helping a lot with ranking as well. And indexation, if you're having any uh, type of issue with indexing, okay? Great, let's see if we have any other questions. I think that's everything for today, guys. Uh, very good questions. Thank you for everybody that is sending the questions. Um, I appreciate uh, sharing that uh, with us. I mean, this for sure is gonna help a lot of people. Uh, we try always to bring a variety of questions, PPC, listing, account suspension, things like that. And of course, we try to reinforce that with all the episodes we do with the experts and also the trainings I'm going to be doing, uh, which I'm also uploading on our YouTube and podcast channels. Okay. So thank you once again for joining me today. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. That helps us a lot to keep reaching people like you and to keep spreading great strategies around how to scale your A brand on Amazon. Remember that also we are going to be uploading all these sessions, the recording of it on YouTube and all our podcast uh, channels such as uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And also we just added a new platform, Twitch. So for those gamers out there, if you want to watch the recording there, it's going to be available in there. And that's it. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, remember that if you have any question that we don't cover, uh, we did, didn't cover today, you can send them by email to business at .com. You can also send them to your social media channels, or you can just book a cons free consultation with us in the website, uh, and we will be more than happy to see how we can support you. Okay. Thank you, guys. Have an amazing rest of the day, and see you in the next one. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or... Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.